welcome back to Talks with Ty. So this is going to be the third episode of this quote-unquote season. As I told you in the episode that I dropped last, I'm going to give you guys two episodes in one, for this one day because I wasn't able to upload the past week and a half due to the Jewish holidays and just being busy. So here is two and one, and as promised, it is not just me. I have a very important guest to me. Also, by the way, sorry to interrupt my introducing of my guest, but please listen to the first episode before listening to this one, unless, of course, this topic interests you, then keep on listening. Anyway, I have my mom here today, so welcome, Mom, to the podcast. Hi, Tyler. I'm so happy to have you on. I mean, just have you because, you know, I love you and you're my mom and important to me, but I had you on because a common theme of this podcast now is discussing growth and growth in so many different aspects. For me, I think it's becoming redundant how I keep talking about just being a mom, but I want to just encompass how much growth you've made and how inspiring it's been in in the past few years, which is the main reason why I've had you on today. So instead of having it of like an interview type situation, mm-hmm. as I did with all my other podcasts, I kind of want to um, just have a conversation. And I thought that this was a good launch point to probably cover most of the things that I want to talk about. Okay. So a good place to start is, first I just guess I should say my mom is, how, how long are you sober for? A little over three years. July 1st was three years. And sober almost feels like a weird, weird way to put it, right? Because it's like, that's just a small part of it. Right. Well, you get, you get the chemicals out of your system. And being clear of chemicals, you're able to really deep dive into the things that were covered up. And you just take layer by layer, and you go in there, and, and, and you heal. So my question to start is this. So you are in the quote-unquote program. And when you're in those meetings, I've heard you say, and I know that you say, hi, you don't say, hi, I'm an alcoholic. You say, hi, I'm Jelly, and I'm in recovery. Could you explain to us why this is? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I say, hey, I'm an alcoholic and an addict. Um, But really, I'm just an addict all around. Like, I'm an addict to everything. I'm an addict to, to motherhood. I'm an addict to sugar. I'm an addict to reading certain articles. When you say an addict, do you mean like... I do it to the utmost. I think that... Till I am bored of it, you know, but that's me. Like, even my alcoholism and my addictions to certain, like, drugs at certain times in my life, you know, I I, I didn't just... There's no need to do something just, like, a little for me. You know, if I'm going to do something... I'm going to really do it, I'm going to give it my all. Now that sounds strange, but you know, if I went out to a party, you know, I, 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 yeah, I have a glass of wine, but why have a glass of wine? I don't love how it tastes. I'd rather get like a little buzz on. So that was me going to a party. Like if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink. And if I'm going to have a slice of cake, unfortunately, I may eat the whole cake. But do you think, like I think I also, I've noticed in my life, like I'm not just like a little bit kind of person right um like every kind of issue that I've had has been like like I think when I was younger and I started hooking up with guys like all of a sudden I was hooking up with like every single guy Ooh. 
than really? I don't mean having sex. <laughs> I mean like making out or whatever. Oh. And then I think that like I I was skinny. Then all of a sudden I never think I had like a formal eating disorder. But then all of a sudden I was too skinny. Then I started like my love for drink, or frozen yogurt. I started eating frozen yogurt for lunch, and then every day. I would eat frozen yogurt for lunch every... I'm not talking about now being, you know, craving it while pregnant. I'm talking about when it was, like, an actual uh-huh. sick thing that if I didn't have it that yeah, day, I'd be I thrown had, up. Uh, you know, I had the frozen but yogurt say, thing, too. It's right. just, like, cold and yummy. and it, No, well, I said to Molly the other day, I go, at this point in my pregnancy, frozen yogurt is what I'm craving for lunch. But then when I really think about it, would I rather have a peanut butter frozen yogurt with crunchies or eggs with mushrooms like obviously you know oh i actually like eggs with okay turkey well bacon. a lot of the time i but the point is that like you get used to these things right and a lot of the time it's appealing. well but anyway what i was saying do you think that's what makes an addict well, an addict like for me you know i can't say i never looked at i i didn't think that was the answer to this question well i didn't know that you looked at yourself as an addict yeah i i think i am in everything i've ever done you know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna cut my hair i'm gonna I'm going to look at every single split end and maybe a microscope, you know, and like try to find them. Now, to now me- that I'm in recovery, I don't do things so addictively anymore. I've, I've changed my, my brain waves somehow. Maybe it was through meditation or something, but my neurons are so much calmer and I don't do things to the utmost. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't work out to the utmost. I don't you know, worry about how I look to the utmost. I don't get nervous about my children to the utmost. I like, everything is slower, more calm, and probably what what people would say is more normal. I had this like high level of of being. I was, and, and perhaps I had so much chaos in my brain and in my life, and I needed that chaos to make me not look at the more important things. But it wasn't. It wasn't like trying to control something. It was like the opposite kind of right. like creating more chaos. In right. A sense. Right. So you know, like those. Other than like the eating disorders, that's that's a thing that you can control yourself. That people can't throw food right. into you. So that's a certain way of controlling. Well, I was thinking like the the ritualistic of wine. Like I again, I don't think I've ever been like addicted to wine, addicted to drinking. But I had like. But, like, I would literally, I mean, maybe at some point I was addicted to drinking because there was a time when I would be, like, waiting for well, it to be, like, 5 o'clock. But that's cool. That's also, that's that's something, too. That's called habitual, right? right? So saying. if you're, I don't know if I'm, I'm addicted to caffeine because if I don't have caffeine, I'm, I just get a little headache for the day, but I'm fine. But it's like I have a habit of um, having coffee in the morning. And some people are lucky enough to have the habit of going to the right. bathroom in the right. morning. Or, or I don't have run, that. Or like there's good habits Right, but those are habits. And habits, I, I've, I've learned, really take, like they say, 27 days to get rid of. And sometimes it's too hard for people to wait those 27 days out or if they don't substitute that habit with something else. Like with me, I stop drinking and and taking any sorts of of ambient or anything that's going to chemically alter my my brain and uh you know i was used to taking a sleeping pill if i couldn't sleep but like i had a 
I had to Jones it out for a few days and shake and and whatever you it was. Remember me with the Nyquil? Yeah. I be, like I was after Dad died. I started taking Nyquil every yeah. single night, and then remember I decided to stop, and then I threw up. Yeah. For like those two days or whatever. Yeah. I mean your body gets used to the habits that you create. Yeah. So even now, but I but now I know like with certain things like even I was on a medicine years and years ago, and a doctor was like, "Oh my God, why are you on this medicine?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I never went off." Like so, an antidepressant. Yeah. And she, because I went, I stopped seeing the psychiatrist and I just went to my physician and I stayed on mm -hmm. it. It was Lexapro, I think. And I, I, I tried, they tried to, I, they tried to wean me down, but even with the, you know, cutting it down a half a pill, a quarter pill, I still, like my, I had this weird buckling in my knees, like all these crazy, fantastic neurons were popping and doing crazy things and it felt like shit you know but I still I stayed on course and I did what I needed to do and I knew I was going to be uncomfortable this was before, but it's this okay was right before becoming sober this was yeah this was I mean 12 years ago or something and and, and my father-in-law is a neuro neurologist and said it's okay you know this is all right it will pass and it and it did but it was like two weeks I I really felt like I had um I don't know, like I, I had Parkinson's or something because my body was twitching out. And, uh, you know, but they say that happens sometimes, but it was scary, but I, I trusted the process and then it went away. But that's, that's part of like, things are habitual and doesn't mean you're an addict. It doesn't mean, you know, that, oh, you're terrible, that you have to read or watch the news before bed every night. So that's a habit. Along with saying that, I also think that there's something to note, like, you don't need to be a quote-unquote addict to want to stop drinking. No. Because stopping drinking or, or changing your relationship with drinking completely change your, changes your life. And that's something I really want to get into even more so. So I want to talk about when you decide... Well, well, well let, me, let, me, let me interject for one second. Like, you know, yes, I have... I like to do things to the utmost, right? So I... At 12, you know, I smoked my first joint. And, uh, yeah, I liked it. But it's not like through the years I've been alcoholic or, or addicted to anything. Right, like but I, it's like comes and goes. But the I'm thing never, is that... I grew up in, in a household. Like, I have no... Like, I know some of my friends' kids or even some of my family members, like, cousins and stuff. Like, their kids are aware and alert of their parents right. drinking. I have no recollection. Yeah. like, I didn't of, really... I think that, like, at a bat mitzvah once, like, I remember, like, my friends were like, oh, my God, Jilly's wasted. But at that point, we were already 14. Like, it was at a younger bat mitzvah. And at that point, we were already 15. But up until then, or even at that time, like, I had no per recollection. Yeah. Of, and like, I started drinking I still wouldn't say it was alcoholically at the time. Like, I liked to, you know, party out. Right. When I went to a bar mitzvah or a wedding or a club, I, I did that. But it wasn't like a common daily thing. It wasn't until my relationship with any kind of drug or any kind of alcohol became bad for me was after Daddy died. Mm -hmm. um, that's really where... No, no, I like, mean, like, when I drank, no, but it was I cried. Of, no, but it was kind of... I mean... Like, it turned I, into, like, the most morose... To me, I don't... I mean, yeah, after Dad died, it turned more. But before Dad died, it, drinking became, like, a thing of your life, which, like, it never was. Like, I remember one well, time... Well, it was because, the, uh, you know, my boyfriend liked tequila rather than wine. Right. So I... 
was drinking tequila more than wine. So like, yes, it would. No, I'm saying I think it. after like I think exactly, and also you were surrounding yourself with newer friends. I'm saying I until that point, I'm not putting it down or anything. Until that point, I had I never like thought of you as a drinker. Right. Which is what I'm saying. So right. I think that well, before the, dad yeah, died, it was like it was out. like a fun right. drunk. Right. Like a fun drink. Like not not even a drunk. Like a fun. Like oh, let's have you know not a bad drink. Not a bad drinking thing. Right. But I think when dad passed away, we I mean, me and you for sure, we both became. I think my glass of wine that I was having on my couch turned into a bottle every night, and with with, with sorry, which would wind up. Everyone would be passed out in bed. Then all of a sudden, I'd be doing the same thing as you were, right. hysterically crying. Right. right. Like I was like I I used I used if I had a drink or something, I used that like okay. So now I'm gonna put on a playlist of Dennis songs, and I'm gonna cry because I'm allowed to. You know, that's I also, what I'm you know, allowed I also, to do. I don't, I don't think I've ever even said this. Like I also think that like we speak we were probably not like good influences on each other like in the household like it was very normal to just like crack open a bottle of wine or whatever it was at five o'clock and just keep it going until we went to sleep and all went our separate ways like it was a like I I remember saying this to you like after the shiva I was like I feel like I just got back from a week in Vegas like oh, it doesn't yeah. feel well but I not, mean but that no, happens I'm saying because of the too. drinking and, right. and and for me I was doing drugs at that point like I like, I think that, of course, when that all, when we went through that trauma and then kept getting hit with the next thing with the TV and everything was just boom, boom, boom. It was like, I, I never looked at alcohol as escapism. And I've told you this, like, I've never got, been like, and even Evan, like, he's had times where he's like, yeah, like his, he used to tell me like his intention would be like to get buzzed right. or get fucked up. Right. I've never in my life been like, I'm going to get fucked up tonight. Like, I've always just, like, been a bit... Like, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I've always just been, like, a big wino. I like to just have my wine and, like, have a little buzz going throughout the night. But when... If I look back on that time when Dad passed away, even though I might have not been doing it intentionally, it was complete escapism. Yeah. Because even though we weren't, quote-unquote, blacking out, like, you were going into, like, a, a sort of... Yeah. Blackout to blackout everything out. Like, I was doing the same exact thing with the songs. Mm -hmm. Like, I would listen, like, he would fall asleep, and I'd be in the bed listening to my daddy playlist, which I just shared with you guys, and now it's a happy thing. Oh. But at the, that, I made that the week that I died, and uh -huh. I would lay in bed and just uh -huh. cry and cry and cry and feel bad for myself instead of, like, putting my energy somewhere else. Right. But anyway. <laughs> right. So, well, and, you know what? Well, unfortunately. You know, this this is what happens to people. A, a, a very a very big event happens in their lives, and maybe they get sick, or maybe you know someone passes, or they change careers. Like something shifts, and what used to work doesn't work anymore. And 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 I. I had to step right. up I think that's as a mom, main, as I think a family, that's the main as a point. as a like you, you know, don't taking need care to, of this thing. I, like for people like who are like you don't okay. Like we were at an intervention recently for someone in our lives, and what and one of the people working with us said to everyone like, "There's no like a rock bottom is just what your rock bottom is." So and I love that. Because what you just said, your quote was, 
it just what it wasn't working for me anymore. Right. What, what was working in the past, what became not working. Right. You don't need to lose your dad, or you don't no. need to hit a, get a, get into a car accident. No. You don't need to wake up with throw up all over you. You just need to realize that hey, this isn't working right. for like, us anymore. We, you know, we uh, they always say you know um, insanity. The definition of insanity is to keep on doing the same thing over and over right. again, the same thinking you're gonna get a different result and that's what it's like mm -hmm. you know and and I've learned so much from being in uh, AA um, I think that everybody should be in a 12-step program oh God, for say. anything I think that it should be taught in school certain tools to function in life and to make amends and to deal with the resentments and to just and just also like think yeah like Many people and not be alone. No, but and ask a lot for of help. Just go through like the daily motions of life, and like they might think that they're like, I am not as active in Al-Anon as I was. But a year after my dad died, I actually got really into it. I think it lasted like nine months, and I was just like, oh my god, all these people are so much more like me because I've always think I'm like this deep thinker, probably overanalyzing too much. But everybody in those rooms that became actually fluent with the program and the way of thinking like it's like they're just you're able to I remember saying to you at one point like I only feel like I like every new friend I'm making is like so it sorry for saying like so much every new friend I'm making is sober or not drinking right and I, because I because your like conversations are more real right. and they're not uh, static mm -hmm. because you've opened up to a part of yourself that is bigger and, and wants to be bigger and you want to become your best self because we do only have one life, right? We only have one chance to be on this earth. Why not every day try to make it a good day? I mean, you're going to have shitty days, whatever, but that's just, that's just the rain. And also the, like living like, in you, the... you know, but, And you also could change your day. You could start over every so single much, moment. There's so much in Al-Anon and AA that you, like all these little tidbits, like I think that's something, I mean, I still do it, especially now because I think I have P, PNA, prenatal anxiety. Oh, I never heard of that. It's like, well, they have PPD, which is post, I mean, PND, which is prenatal depression, which is like postpartum, but you have it while you're pregnant. Oh. It's much more frequent than people even talk about. Now, mm -hmm. finally, people aren't. Pre, po, um, postnatal anxiety, postpartum, sorry, postpartum anxiety is even more common than postpartum depression. It's those type of things that I was explaining to you about, you know, when you have your kid and you think about, like, them falling yes, off the yes. top of the I building. Yes, yes, I but I, I, I feel like that. that way, too, sometimes right. when, you know, baby me and I'm get, holding him, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, am I able to do this? But, you know, that went away real quick. Yes, <laughs> but, pre, but prenatal anxiety is, I think, something that you're not supposed to do is you future trip a lot. And what I was going to say is, like, through Al-Anon and AA, and even just, like, reading a lot of these people's books, like, even reading that book that's by your bath that I bought, I don't know, it looks like you started reading it. I forgot what it's called. Like, oh, in the bathtub? Yeah, what's it called? Yeah, you could, you could, oh, God. It's, it's like, really You could heal good. your own pain yeah. or something like, like that. Reading, She's awesome. Yeah, I forgot. And, like, Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Oh, my God. The like, best. there's, like, a lot of books, if you know, but... There's all these different tidbits that, like, I've taken into my own life. And, you know, right, what I was going to say is I don't think I'm, like, my best self right now, probably due to the P 
prenatal anxiety. I'm uh-huh. like very fast yeah. and quick. Yeah. And definitely not right. where I want to be. Right. But I am going to blame men on the fact that my body's been pregnant, breastfeeding, and now pregnant for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying my hardest. But anyway, what I was going to say is like you take all these different things like future tripping future tripping is how i used to live my life oh my god not just not just in the bad way but also in the good way oh like i next week we're going to florida i can't wait for florida okay and and the month after that then it's going to be mason's first halloween that's that's not actually true that you know what i mean but rather rather than than being in the moment and enjoying what's in front of you also to me like i'm so lucky that i have the luxury of i barely work and maybe that's not the luxury to most, but to me right now it is. And I get to make my day like as great as I want to make it. I get to choose what I want to do. If I want to go and record a podcast this morning, great, I could. If I want to go do, do my errands, the seven things that I have to do, which are three doctors, like I get to take control of my own life. And I and instead of focusing on the big, big, great things to come, like Darren's wedding or the going on the trip next week, whatever it is, I focus on the things that I'm going to do today to make today good. Well, I wish you were focusing on your real estate career. Why? Because I want you to have your own your own career. Okay, I feel right now my career. First of all, I, I did. I am barely focused on my real estate career because it's just not where I have. I don't have any space for that right now. I got a new listing in New York. I'm going to try to sell it before I leave. But that's not like I'm creating another human and I have Mason and like that's where I feel whole right now. I don't know where I'm going to feel whole, you know, in two years when the kids go to school, then maybe I'll start back up with my real estate or I also have my nutrition, like whatever it is I have my and the best part about me and my life is that if I want to be busy all day with real estate, I still have the ability to be. That is good. That I I don't want that to go away. I couldn't imagine not having anything. Right. I don't know how. I, I've for always me, said to you, as a woman, I think it's really right. Like this morning, very important. As to I have said, your we just got we just got a new listing, and and your financing. As as you said, we just got a new listing. Yay! If I wanted to, which I hope Kate's not listening to this, my partner, <laughs> but if I wanted to do marketing tomorrow from nine to twelve noon, or twelve or the whole entire day, I can focus my whole entire day doing that. Good. I've always said this to you. I can't, or I've said this to Evan. Like I can't imagine. Have, also, I have to now do twenty-two hours in continuing education to keep my Florida license. Mm-hmm. I always have. I mean, as you know, with being having a job or even just having kids, stuff always comes up. Right. So I couldn't imagine. Like I couldn't imagine not having, just having like only Mason. Good. You know. Good. Which, and that's and that's okay for, for now, some people, but. That's for great. You, no, but for I like right, that right, you I'm have saying your right now, thing. I feel good where I am mm-hmm. with it. Right. Like I don't want to be feeling bad that I'm not running to showings. You know, like I, I'm not going into the sit right now. I said, well, hey, what we you can take just this said one. is that you're still tapped into it. Right. Is what uh, I and as much as I to want hear. to be. Okay. Good. You know, and you're, I also you're very said, lucky that you have that luxury. And I also said to Chris, who's my trainer in Florida. Sorry for anybody. <laughs> this is not really what we wanted to go into, but just so you know. I'm like, why wouldn't I get like three nutrition clients in Florida? You should. So I you, told Chris, my trainer. You are so knowledgeable. I told Chris, my trainer, and I have all the folders and everything to bring with me. Like, mm-hmm. get me a few clients. You should also help people get pregnant. <laughs> well, I don't, that's just my. Well, I helped you. 
Oh, well, that was my last podcast. I think that's how I can do that, to reach it out. Every, every friend that I have, I personally help and right. help them get to where they need to be. Right. I have another friend going to a fertility doctor Well, I'm also happy tomorrow. You, you love doing the podcast gigs, so I'm happy you're doing it, too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... I feel... In terms I am of your like, mother, and I want you to have your own identity, just knowing from being a mom of having four, then five kids, always. Even when I was just, had you, right? I was making clothes and selling little overalls with decorating fabrics from my mom that were left over to Tutti Bambini. Like, just I always had something. And I've always said to you, I, I, as I just said two minutes ago, I couldn't, also I think I'd like go crazy. Like I think that just having my random things, which are like, I, I'm not, give, I don't give 100% to any of those except for being a mom, I guess. But I feel good enough where I am, you know. And I don't want to say, you know, we were just talking about you shouldn't future trip, which I, you know, I believe stay in the moment, but life happens, right? Life is lifey and you never know when something could turn around. And right now, you know, as I said, you have that luxury. I'm knocking on wood forever. I hope you have that luxury, but things happen in life so that it's great to have the backup of having your career and having to understand your banking, to understand finances, to understand... I mean, you, don't, sure, think, it's like, you don't think I do all that? I'm saying, I'm, I'm actually talking to your audience possibly because right to now. to me, it's the, I'm the complete opposite. Right. I'm, well, you're I'm, starting I'm so to now. Involved. Now you understand insurance. Like, I would sit there for hours, you know, sending different bills into insurance for all the I kids mean, I and think daddy. That, and... I think I got educated in that very early uh-huh. on. Right. Much right. more than most Right. So people. I'm just saying it's important. It's important as a woman to know what's, what's up. No matter if you have isn't a lot that, of money. Isn't that what I pre- like, I'm not saying you. Okay. I'm just saying because it's like something out, that I always loud. say to every girlfriend that I have that's listening to this. I mean, my mom is just kind of saying what I always say. One, never be left in the dark. Mm-hmm. If we want to just again, this is nothing I want to talk about, but never be left as a woman. Never be left in the dark. You, the second you enter a marriage, whether you guys are combining finances. You're giving 10%, you're giving zero, whatever it is, you are now a part of the whole picture. You need to know what is happening and what's going on. Yes. Two, you need to understand having your own separate situation, regardless of whatever your prenup says or anything like that. You need to have what my mom is saying, and which I do have, my your own stuff. I think that's really important. And I don't mean, I mean stuff in terms of, a life outside of just right. your family right. life, right. along with, of course, money, if that's right. possible if you for you. Right. And, yeah. So, anyway, that's <laughs> not what I was going into, but that's a little tidbit. I guess we can talk about that more. But I, what I really wanted to get into more is because I think that right now it's a very trendy time to stop drinking or to stop drugging or to stop smoking weed. <gasps> you know why? Because there's fentanyl. No, no, no. That's a different conversation. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about the coke and stuff. Okay. I'm just talking about well, in anything. No, I'm. It's Russian I'm just talking roulette. About drinking. Oh. people's relationships with drinking have changed. Okay. I talked in my last podcast about how I noticed at our Thanksgiving. I mean, whatever holiday it just was, uh, Rosh Hashanah, for yeah. example. I noticed the wine bottles. I, I mean, as someone who's grown up with addicts and has experienced their own shit, 
oh, excuse me, counting people's drinks around me is something that I'm not proud to admit that I do. But anyway, after the dinner, I looked around, I went to the bar, and I noticed one bottle of white wine was finished. Get the hiccups. And, yeah, but they're gone. One bottle of white wine was finished, and one, bo- one and a half bottles of red were finished. This was for a 31-person party, and I was like, I pulled over my brother-in-law, John, and I was like, pretty cool, right? Look at that. One and a half bottles of red yeah, and one bottle so of white. Yeah, it's so freaking cool. I go, do you understand that four years ago, I'm not exaggerating, and anybody knows this, knows I'm not, I think that there would have been twenty, at least 22 bottles of wine finished. Maybe even more. Yeah. Well, we have a bunch of sober people now in our family. And uh, and then a bunch of not, at, well, which is my because, point. Because, you know what? It rubs off. And also... I, you, it's not all over the place. First of all, my house is a sober house. Like, okay, I but do I'm not talking have, about that. All right, but I don't have wine in the house normally. So if there's a party and I have other people coming here, I, I said to my parents that they went and bought it. I'm like, just buy like six bottles. And we didn't even touch it. And you didn't even touch it, but it's like, what? why anticipate, why get ready? Like I'm having a wedding for my daughter and they're talking about the alcohol and the alcohol. I'm like, ugh. You know, I'm giving that to Sean to deal with. But it's like, you know what? You're there to have a good time, but you're also there to celebrate the love and support your friends. It's not a time to just get fucked up and ridiculous. Like, that's that's not what a wedding's about. Go to a club, go out with your friends, but if you're coming for the wedding, it's not about just like alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. But, you know, that's where I'm at now and I think a lot of people are at that point now because it's not cool it's not cool to be sloppy it's it's cool well also if you're a parent and I feel like every five seconds I'm talking about if you're a parent but waking up the next day with two young kids or one young kid it's just not like yeah but even waking up the next day as an older adult right right you're not able to bounce back or you're not- I'm not able to bounce back like I was when I went out to Peggy Sue's. You know, if I went to a wedding, it's, it's not happening. My day is shot. And just sobriety for me But let's not even, amazing. like, say just a, like... Oh, someone's at the door. Hold on. Hi, Mitty. Hi. Um, um, what I was going to say is, yeah, not just talking about sobriety, but talking about just, like you know, changing your relationship and your ways. Yes. And one question I want to ask you is, like, you still hang out with some of your friends that are very heavy drinkers, and I don't even know... Well, interestingly enough, you know, they say you have to change your friends, you're... Not you have to, but in in AA or in any... I'm not even even supposed to say AA, but In 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 programs... They do say, you know, sometimes you have to stay away from the people who were enabling to you or, or, or situations like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that I have such supportive, amazing friends no, but that what want the best, but they do want the best That's not what me. I'm asking at all. What I'm asking is, like, I have some friends, like, Evan's like, do you want to go out for dinner with these people? Some of my friends, actually. Like... Sorry, all of our friends are our friends, but I'm talking about right. specifically about original my friends. Um, and I was like, I have nothing in common with them anymore. I don't want to go out for dinner with them, and I'd rather go out with blah, 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 and blah. 
that's because I know that they're going to be having, you know, four drinks each, probably doing coke in the bathroom, and it's just nothing that I want to be around. I said, hey, why don't we hang out with them during the day? Right. That, well, that's what I was just going like, to just say to you. I like you, to see people. Well, I also, you know, I, I'm not, I, I, I have a boyfriend for a really long time. But during the week, you know, he works and stuff. And I, I am not a person who loves to go out to dinner. Like, I'm just not. Well, and, and if I went out to dinner a long time ago, I was like, yeah, so I could have a drink or a cocktail or whatever. But now that's out. So I, I'm not really a lover of going out, especially since COVID. I like, have this weird fear of people. But I think, uh, I think all of us. But um, but I'm saying like, how do you go? Well, what, to, how I, do you? My question is how, like, and I'm looking for almost advice here. Like, you go to a party, and when you're with your friends playing cards, they might be so. Or I don't even want to use them because I don't even know if they fit into this example. But whatever, you're with people that are great during the day or great one on one at dinner, and then you go to a party and you like see them oh, snorting. Right, this is how this is how like, it works how for you, me. This is what goes on for me. I now. Let's say the party starts at 7, right? I don't have to be there exactly at 7 because I don't need cocktail hour, right? I, I don't. Oh, I would think I it's could the come, opposite. You uh, go uh, and leave early. I go, I go a little late. I might be late anyway because I'm unfortunately chronically late, but I'm really working on that. Um, but I get there. It's food time, hanging out. But, you know, once I start getting bored and people start repeating themselves... And that happens at a certain time. It's time for me to go home, and that's it. Like I don't have to be the last man standing right. at all. So you know, I see everybody, I enjoy but you, it. You, but then like, once it starts getting not, yucky, like to I me, leave. I had like this, like I like get like I told even someone recently. I opened up to them about it, and she was like, "Yeah," because because she's now changed her relationship with alcohol and drugs. I was like, I saw like this beautiful one of my girlfriends who's like this beautiful amazing friend of mine I saw her like just snorting coke and like I know as I said people probably are rolling their eyes like no we might have done coke together but you know people change yes people People really change but anyway I saw her and I in my head I'm like ugh, gross like I don't want to hang out with her right well you know how do you because you I see that you were like I feel like you don't let that affect you my question is if for people yeah I, I, I don't I don't put myself in situations that that I'll, I'll be around that. I love to dance. I love to eat. I love to be with friends. I laugh loud as hell. Probably louder than anybody in the room. I don't know how funny that is, but I do. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm already three, almost three and a half years sober. Like when I first started getting sober, I was eating all the bread at the table and it wasn't fun and I hated it. But like we said, after a certain amount of time, that goes away and you have a new normal mm-hmm. and it's easier. Just baby steps. You know, you got to be gentle with yourself. Things don't happen with anything you want to change. If you want to, if you want to go to sleep earlier and you're used to going to sleep at 12 o'clock at night. I wouldn't just start trying to get to sleep at 9.30. Right. You know, go down slow. Be gentle with yourself. Love yourself. And that's the most important because you know what? For me, I, I had to become my own best friend. I had to become my best 
audience. I had to become a lover of myself and not rely on anybody else to make me happy, to give me this, to well, give I me that. that I have to, you have to, for me, I keep on saying you, but I, it's, I, it's, I'm not saying what other people have to do, but for me, I had to take myself back. You know, I had to find that little inner child, whatever trauma I had from the day I was born to, you know, our, our last terrible well, I trauma. I also think that it's like my, what I'm taking from what you're saying and how I feel is like my happiness or mood doesn't depend on anybody else. Like I think back in the day, if my sister was annoying me or this person did oh, this. Oh, I can't say I'm that evolved. I, I mean, I get pissed. No, I get no, angry. I get triggered. I'm saying. I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, if Evan is in a mood and this is like the first thing you talk about in AA and Al-Anon, 95% of the time, Evan's mood is nothing to do with nothing me. Nothing to do with And you. you need to take yourself out of that. Right. So what you're saying is you're taking care of yourself first. I used to maybe have been like, did I do something? Did right. I bother him? Like, what, what, what's going on? If it's hysterical. Right, it's, it's historical. historical. But you still, for me, I mean, I, 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 I get burned but sometimes. But I, I, I try to... I try to well, try to move a muscle, change a no thought. I try to freaking get outside. Right. If I can get outside I'm during not, one I'm of that, like, I've run, I run. <laughs> I'm a runner because if I can not get outside. Not, by the way, not physically running. She just leaves the house. I leave. I leave. I try to get outside. If I get outside and I feel fresh air and I move a muscle, that changes a thought for me. And sometimes I get stuck. I just was like in it on a plane just the other day. I was in it. I was in it on a text. I, I was sitting in my seat. And, and both of you big, guys. Big, big guy and next to me. And the person you were talking to, like that guy that you were talking to, he's evolved too. And both of you, him and you, were just like waste, you know, going against everything that you guys. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I didn't get up. I, I didn't. I was in it, you know, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was not proud of myself at all. But, um, you know, I learned a lot from it, actually. But, you know, again, no one's perfect. No one's evolved. And we just Even though evolved, keep still evolved. trying. Sorry, we just keep trying. Um, okay, this went longer than I planned to. But I just wanted to say this went... A lot of places that I didn't think it was going to go. <laughs> but I want to say and end it on this. Evan and I joke about being your roommate, but we really are roommates. I know you're my summer roommate, and, and I love it. And so I, why are you calling it summer? In the winter, we move, and I'm in the building, and you're in the building next door. Oh, but we're not actually roommates. You're not living in my apartment. Right. You're living in my house now, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And we really love it, and I think that I don't know if how you know, openly he would say this, but I think that you've helped shape him into who he is today. And I think that being in this... Evan? Yeah. And yeah. I think, obviously, I mean, you know you've done that to me, but being in this This is a house of love. House, yeah. It's a house of love, and I've just, like, changed it into into more rooms and, and, and bathrooms and, and bigger beds and king-size beds, and I just want my family around me. And... I, I love you guys. Like you, I, not in a weird, crazy way. I just love you, and I love seeing everyone grow, and your families grow, and 
and how everyone's getting careers and and just just watching you guys become who you're meant to be is 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 the joy of a parent and I, I, I can't tell you. It gives me butterflies. Well, you're about to be a grandmother of two. Yes, I so, am. You're welcome. All right, I love you, and everybody, I, you I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Sorry it was a little unorganized, but <laughs> I think what you should hopefully have got out of it is some of our little tidbits, but also just taking control of your life. You don't have to go through so much shit to make a change, right. whether that's becoming sober, changing your relationship with drinking, or even just getting into a program that... Like, Practicing the 12 steps. One of my sisters is doing that. Practicing the 12 steps yeah. without even yeah. being, you know, quote unquote anything. Right. Who fucked labels? Like, you don't need to have labels anymore. Like, right. you don't, people don't even label their gender. Yeah, but you know what? It's in every book. It's in the Bible. It's in Kabbalah. Well, that's what I'm it's saying. In, it's, these messages are really universal. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to tap into it. It's not, and it's nothing new. It's trendy now, but... All yeah. this shit, looking inward, thinking about life differently. This has all been going on for, you know, years and years. And I wish I had been looking into it for years and Me years. Me too. But that's another story. <laughs> We're here where we are now and right. let's just keep going. All right. Bye, Love everyone. You. Thank you so much, Mom.